Hello, good day to you all. Welcome to Realism, the podcast, a show that's passionate about the film world and all the universes within it. My name is Christian Spivey, and today's episode is entitled Mine. Today, we're talking about the Oscars. Shocker. Typical. Typical for this season. Here we go. Um, this one's called Mine because we're just going to talk about the, the Oscar winners in my heart. The winners that are mine in my heart literally that is what this episode is about that is not even a joke that is not even one second of a joke i'm literally going to go through 10 categories out of the many categories that are at the oscars and i'm going to tell you what my winners are in my heart these are what i would hand out if i was solely the academy if i was all 11,000 members that voted on these and i was all the actors all the directors all the writers all the jazz and i would just literally vote on this person and i would want this person to win i might have more than one category because a lot of these categories have multiple candidates and nominees but well i'll give you one if i can and i'll explain it but i'm literally going to go through 10 categories shocker i'm a top 10 kind of gal um actors in a leading role actor in a supporting role actress in the leading role actress in a supporting role animated feature film cinematography director or directing excuse me uh film editing international feature film and best picture obviously best picture is saved for last so if you want to know what it is try to fast forward and figure out what it is i don't have markers right now but you know we'll figure it out but these are the winners in my heart i know that some of them might not happen but some of them obviously have a good chance of happening because they're literally nominated um but let's go for actor in the leading role now here here's a tough one everyone wants it to be killian murphy out of the five guys that are here nominated for these roles and if it was up to me i wouldn't even have certain people in here um actually never mind i would actually maybe they're missing some people but we're not talking about that we're just talking about the winners that are, are nominated anyway your nominees are bradley cooper colin domingo paul giamatti killian murphy and jeffrey wright out of these five everyone wants killian murphy the winker oppenheimer which is a fair choice spoiler it's not my choice here's the thing i thought his performance was phenomenal i think he obviously if he wins it he well deserves it but here's the thing. I just love Paul Giamatti so much. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if I if I really gave it in the, in the order that I want to give it, I don't know. I just, I was really touched, annoyed, happy, sad, and angry with Paul Giamatti's character overall. I had many different feelings, which is variety, which is what I love when it comes to a performer an actor in the movie killing murphy i just loved his role i was like i had a feeling he would kill it because he of the guidance under christopher nolan and he takes his all his roles seriously and i just loved it it didn't really bring me all sorts of different emotions i mean that film did in some aspects but i don't know paul giamatti just really hit it home in the holdovers so if it was up to me paul giamatti would win the oscar over killian murphy fight me if you want we can talk about it later anyway moving on um let me know in the comments if that makes you mad and you're heated for that because i would literally hand him i would literally say kelly murphy can you come up here and help me lift up this trophy so we can hand it to paul giamatti that's how much i want paul giamatti to win 
anyway um now we can move on to actor in a supporting role you have the nominees that are sterling k brown robert de niro robert downey jr ryan gosling and mark ruffalo now that's that's a set the first set was great this is a solid set um literally i feel like everyone again will want like Oppenheimer they would want Robert Downey Jr. to win they're like this is his time this is his moment and I feel like they're gonna give it to him but you know what here's the thing <laughs> oh my gosh um <laughs> I'm here to ruffle some feathers y'all I'm just kidding now Robert Downey Jr. is definitely my choice that that would that is who I would uh hand over the Oscar to I promise I already told you I I mean that i don't think anybody thinks i'm lying and if you think i'm lying i literally just gave paul giamani best actor over freaking <laughs> killian murphy uh but i will give robert downey jr this one that is mine he is mine he is my best uh actor in a supporting role Oppenheimer, he killed it he did a great job he was borderline unrecognizable he he took it so seriously it wasn't the flashy tony stark vibe personality that rdj has it's it was literally him embedded into his character and he was deceiving and he was manipulative and he was the the enemy per se of the movie and he did a good job i I believed it i was like wow i really think this guy is a jerk and he did a good job anyway um i loved all the other nominees but definitely giving that one to rdj moving on to actress in the leading role um you have annette uh benning um lily gladstone sandra hewler i believe her name is uh carrie milligan and uh emma stone excuse me uh sorry i i like skimmed the reading list i was like am i in the right category anyway um i'm definitely giving it to lily gladstone she stole the show in killers of the fire moon if any performance i really enjoyed throughout that film it was hers um it was just devastating and tragic and heartbreaking and i and honestly her performance really gave me a shakespearean like kind of vibe it was like dramatic in the most tragic way uh, i'm laughing because i'm literally just um I don't know why I'm laughing. I just think it's funny that I'm comparing her to a Shakespeare play. This is, um, it's something that really happened and it really just really hit home because I read the book about the investigation about the Osage tribe and all these murders that happened uh, at this time and what this movie is about. Um, But Lily Gladstone really embedded somebody who had nothing but loss and you had the, uh, I don't want to ruin the film, but you just, she just had experienced so much loss and you just felt it go in depth and deeper and deeper and deeper uh every time you see her loss throughout the film it's not a secret it's literally in the trailer most of it anyway um but yeah i would lit no doubt about it in my mind i would hand it to lily gladstone um sandra hewler i would definitely hit it to her um everyone i think freaking emma stone's gonna win for some reason not really a fan of poor things um i don't think it's a bad movie it's not what i said i just like not overall out of all these but lily gladstone sold the show i really hope she wins it moving on to actress in the supporting role nominees are emily blunt danielle brooks america ferrera jodie foster and divine joy uh randolph um 
easy money to divine joy randolph some of you are probably triggered and you're like what are you joking like no no i'm not joking have you have you seen these films i saw every single one of these films and the one that moved me the most as far as this acting actress in a supporting role and i was really impressed with was divine joy randolph i think mostly because i don't know her previous work this is the first film i believe i seen her in I've seen her in, to my knowledge. I've seen Jodie Foster. I've seen America Ferrer in things. I've seen Danielle Brooks in things. I've seen uh, Emily Blunt in things. Like, literally, Divine Joy Randolph really stole the show for me. And she did a real job. Again, another person, a character, spoiler alert, that experienced loss and really embedded that character. And really, you felt it. But she delivered her comedy really well. She had, goodness gracious, she had her beats for phenomenal she did really good daniel brooks is phenomenal too she was great in uh orange is the new black but she was great in the color purple too um but seriously and emily blunt i'm not taking away from anybody else probably america forever i'm just kidding she did a really good job but divine joy randolph was phenomenal she already won the guild award actress of a, i think becca best actress in her supporting role but I, I'm, I literally want her to win this i think she deserves it over anybody and she became prepared with this speech and she was still humbled and whatnot she seems like a genuine like humble person anyway from what i've seen in world war show and interviews in the movie no doubt about it in my mind she is the winner in my heart she is mine she deserves it if you haven't seen the holdovers you, you would know what i'm talking about <laughs> if you've only seen oppenheimer and like barbie over last year then you, you literally missed out like watch the color purple watch naiad watch the holdovers watch these movies trust me they're really good Moving on to animated feature film, this one's gonna be tough for me. Uh, you have The Boy and the Heron, which is the first, I think, Oscar nomination for Hayao Miyazaki, uh, which is really cool. Should have been. I, I don't know if this is his first nomination, actually. I think it's what I heard, but anyway. Elemental, of course, Pixar will make their way into it. It's like literally all the other nominees that got announced on animated features are like, oh yeah, yeah, of course, of course, Elemental. Uh, pneumonia. Uh, Nimona, I believe it is. Not pneumonia, excuse me. Nimona, Robot Dreams, which is awesome. And then Spider-Man Across the Universe, or Spider-Verse, excuse me, was awesome as well. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> this is really tough. I do not think Elemental was Pixar's best work. I think they did a really good job. I think it was a film, and it is a important film along their roster amongst all their films. They make their way into Pixar, and I would normally agree that Pixar deserves a slot to win as well they did it with coco i i felt heavily powerful powerful heavily i felt really strong about that one anyway i wanted to be the boy in the heron it's not his best work it's just his most personal work if anything should have won it it was should have been like princess uh mononoke spirit away og movie or in my opinion the my favorite studio ghibli film uh kiki's delivery service anyway moving on um this one was tough i will say i can already tell you it's not elemental i can already tell you it's not nimona um to be fair i did not see nimona so I, this is not a fair rank to be honest uh robot dreams was sick it's not spider-man i can tell you that i was between the boy and the heron and, and robot dreams um i'm gonna say from an all over aspect film on it i'm gonna give it to robot dreams for me 
I think it actually has a good chance of winning. Um, but I I do think that Robot Dreams deserves the animated feature film of this Oscar this year of the Oscars this year. I'm gonna move on to cinematography. Um, everyone, everyone's cinematography was sick. All the nominees we have uh, El Conde, um, Conde, El Conde, uh, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, Maestro, um, Oppenheimer, and then Poor Things. I really got to get closer to this screen so I can see this stuff. Anyway, (laughs) um, Poor Things was beautifully shot. Oppenheimer was incredibly beautifully shot. Maestro was really shot well. Killer of the Flower Moon was really shot well. El Conde was shot well, of course. Of course, why wouldn't they be on this category? But if you really... (laughs) Now, this is probably where I ruffle some feathers. I I think if anything, Maestro wins. I think it's going to be this one. Specifically because they, they literally... It's all cinematography. It all literally is just edited so simply. And it's uh, shot, I think really well just all what people know cgi trying to make tricks of the trade kind of vibe uh i mean same thing with killer of the fire moon it's pretty straightforward cuts and whatnot poor things and oppenheimer had a little bit of like you know not cgi but like fx stuff going into it i i would for me though there's that one scene in maestro it's the big crescendo literally a big crescendo vibe in a in a cathedral and it's just so beautifully shot and it's so cool i felt the powerful powerfulness not just from the music and the score and badly cooper's performance and everyone else's performance but literally how he moved the camera um the cinematographer of the film i i thought it was fantastic if for me my show wins cinematography um oppenheimer would be a very close second all of these are really good but definitely that one is my winner that one is mine these are going to be called the mine awards from now on by the way um just kidding not really actually we'll just keep going down the list you know no we're not going to do film we're going to go straight to directing uh anatomy of the fall killers of the fire moon oppenheimer poor things in the zone of interest oh my gosh these are crazy but i no doubt about it for me um i think anatomy of fall is going to win it for best directing uh i think they're going to give i don't know i think she's going to get it i want Oppenheimer to win. I think Yurgos, uh, I think Poor Things or Anatomy of Fall will win one of those two. If Anatomy of Fall doesn't win it, they'll win uh, Best International Film. Um, I think it's International Film. I'm not sure. Anyway, um, but anyway, I, I think I want my boy Nolan to win it. I don't think he's won one, at least for himself, but I think he should win it. Everyone else is worthy. I think Poor Things and Anatomy of Fall might actually have it. Who knows? Martin Scorsese might have it, but I think my boy Chris Nolan deserves it. That's who I'm giving it to. Uh, for me personally, that's who I think really deserves it. So I'm going to go with that one. Um, film editing. Okay. This is crazy hard. You have Anatomy of the Fall, you have The Holdovers, you have Killer of the Flower Moon, you have Oppenheimer, and you have Poor Things. All these were edited super well and it looks phenomenal how they've cut everything together, put everything together and whatnot. It just, it's great. But here's the thing, here's the editing I noticed right off the bat and I really enjoyed and I think they did it old school style. If they didn't and they just incorporated that in a modern way to make it look like it, I think they killed it. It was phenomenal. It made me feel like I was watching 
an old 70s movie like actually i think the holdovers killed it as far as their editing goes i same with everybody else oppenheimer and whatnot i think if anything oppenheimer will win this one if not poor things um just for like visually like i mean it's not visual effects but like i don't know just how they put it together but i think the holdovers if anything it wins it should win this one and i stick to it kevin tent the film editor for the holdovers deserves this award so i'm going to give it to the holdovers international film i didn't see most of these um i think i've only seen society of the snow uh and the zone of interest so both really great film one's a spanish film one's a uk film but like taking place in like nazi germany a a german spoken um film so this isn't a fair one as well but i know it's a really important one for a lot of people um but i would say i mean either one wins but what really did a unique perspective and i'm not really that biased when it comes to a24 films i just happen to love a lot of a24 films because you know they're changing the game a little bit and they actually treat their people right anyway i'm not saying that the other ones don't just majority studios and people who slap on the logos anyway um i'm gonna give this one the zone of interest that's just who i think should win it that's just my personal opinion if you disagree you probably have a better grasp on it than i do because i literally have only seen two of these films which is not a fair i shouldn't even incorporate it but that's just that's just the way it is all right here's where most of our time is going to get into we've done nine categories and we're going to best picture next so we've done our actor in the leading role we've done actor in the supporting role we've done actress in the leading role actress in the supporting role animated feature cinematography directing film editing international feature film and now we're about to do best picture so here are your nominees for best picture oh my gosh you have 10 nominees 10 worthy nominees of this there might have been a couple things that should have been in there but here is some of these movies for best picture we have american fiction we have anatomy of the fall we have barbie we have the holdovers we have killer of the flower moon we have maestro we have oppenheimer we have past lives poor things and the zone of interest oh my gosh every single one of those films deserve to be in there no doubt about it but here's who I think is not going to win Best Picture for sure. And then I'll tell you who I think. Like I said, we're going to spend a little bit of time on this one. I can cross out easily Zone of Interest for not winning this Best Picture. I think it has a better chance of winning international film, like I said previously, or really not winning anything at all, just getting recognition for being nominated. So I'm going to knock that one out. I'm going to knock out American Fiction as well. That movie was phenomenal, but I don't think it has what the Academy is looking for as far as best picture. I could be wrong and any of these could win and I would be okay, honestly, but I'm just going to tell you how I feel and what I feel like the Academy is not going to go for. Um, But it's like 
It's not worth Academy. Is that what I am? I don't. I wouldn't put it as the winner. I'm gonna knock out Barbie as well. I'm gonna knock out Killer of the Flower Moon. I'm gonna knock out Maestro. And then I'm gonna knock out Poor Things. That's just me. So that leaves us Past Lives, Oppenheimer, Anatomy of the Fall, and The Holdovers. So I have four right here. So out of those, oh man, I'll knock out two for you. Because <laughs> I, I, a lot of you know my three favorite of the film and what I want to win, but I'll knock out two for you. I'm gonna knock out Anatomy of Fall. I think that deserves it, but I don't think it's gonna get best picture. I hope it does, I really do. But that's not like my pick. Anyway, um, I'm gonna knock out Oppenheimer. Whoa, well, what did you just say? Oh, somebody just said that and I'm like, Trust me, I don't think it's gonna win it. I don't know if I really want it to win it. I think it was just so much marketing and hype around it. And just cause Christopher Nolan's name was slapped on it. I think that's really why people are, are hyped about it because of what he produced. And he produces really, what he produces and get brings into existence is really cool. Even though it's based off a book that he's read and whatnot, it's just, I don't know. So that leaves us with past lives and the holdovers. Here's the thing. For me, two very original films that I've never, haven't seen it's something like it either in a long time or really ever. Like a new way to deliver a love triangle and really just where love meets tragedy, how they coincide in each other. And it's just, it's a beautiful story. It's lovely, it's cute, it's adorable, it's tragic, it's sad, it's heartbreaking. All in one, the most beautiful poetic way you could see a film between three people who love each other or one person who loves two people i don't know how you want to see that's the thing it like makes you think about how she, how it is phenomenal film in my opinion i had good feelings about when i saw the trailer it was so hard to get it to see but you know once it got traction it got a theater announcement here everyone that i that heard that seen it loved it i loved it i think it really deserves best picture of this year also with the holdovers such in a creative way to deliver so like stunningly beautiful and like the come around of the film like the i don't know like the solving of the dilemma it's just like things aren't really like perfect still at the end but it's like it's okay we're gonna truck along and we'll figure it out as we go i don't know i just love it but here's the thing this is very hard but what i think is for me i'm gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to past lives. Holdovers, I was late to the game. I didn't really get the, I don't know, push that I wanted, the feeling that I had, but past lives had me as soon as I saw the announcement for it. I don't know. I just, as soon as I saw a picture for it, I just thought it was, or poster for it, I just thought it was just gonna be something I really was into, and it, it really was. And then more people were into it, and just, I just love that film. So, past lives for me, that is mine that is my best picture of this year of 2024 in this new oscar season the past life wins it hands down i think i wish they would have had more nominations as far as acting um but i think they have some writing creds in there uh, i know they have a best picture nomination i they she celine song didn't get the directing uh nomination but as far as like writing and directed screenplays um or not adapted but uh original screenplay i think yeah past lives celine song has that one i think she has a real good chance in there um this is a little bonus but i i, I really hope they win best picture that is just my opinion 
and what I really want. But yeah, that's that's my want. That's mine. That's it. That's my Oscar winners. That's that. That's pretty much it. The 96 Oscar Academy Awards. Uh, they'll be held at the Dolby Theater uh, at Ovation Hollywood. Um, Sunday, March 10th, 2024. Um, I believe uh, they're just honoring the movies that are released in 2023. Um, I don't know when the ceremony starts. I think it starts at 8, but there's a pre-show that starts at 6 or 7. You can stream it somewhere, I think, on CBS or whatever streaming platform you can and youtube tv i think might have it or it's just cable network that you can figure it out but i think it's going to be a phenomenal season a fun one hopefully we take it a little more seriously but not take it a little more seriously uh because it's not the most important things when it comes to cinema but it's really cool to see uh the movies that are honored in all these award shows like the guild awards um the golden globes everything that comes into play and even the oscars it's funny i'm saying that because next week we're talking about the next week's episode is called lose um and what the audience loses when it comes to these kinds of award shows i mean the oscars aren't important but they are important or they're not important to your cinematic creative process but i'm going to give you the reasons why i watch them and here's why people what people lose when they watch these award shows and what it gains as well but that next week is called lose and really the reasoning on what these actually really do what people lose in the cinematic universe or in the film world and all the universes within it so but yeah those are mine this episode was mine <laughs> this episode was called mine these are the oscars these were my uh top 10 i guess like big categories i mean the writing category is big for me too but i know a lot of people don't really hone into that as much um but i was like oh i can really think of 10 categories like right off the bat and those were it so that's why i chose those categories but yeah tune into the 96 academy awards march 10th um at cbs i want to say uh it's on some network television show but yeah jimmy kimmel's hosting you get to see a lot of people perform and announce from the year prior hopefully we don't have any incidents like previous years but other than that i'm super stoked for it regardless i have an oscar watch party coming up i'm figuring out how to live stream it see how that goes i think that would be really fun but yeah Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been Reels of the Podcast and Long Live Cinema. We'll see you later.